Hello, everyone, and welcome to AI in the Future of Tourism. This is a four-part TQ podcast series exploring generative AI use cases powered by Singapore Tourism Board. My name is Andrea Hack. I'm TNW's branded content editor and the host and producer of this show. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on how meetings, incentives, conferences, and exhibitions professionals, also known as MICE, can leverage the power of generative AI to plan, market, and run events. Some key takeaways you can expect include using generative AI to brainstorm and come up with creative concepts during the ideation phase, cut time in creating event and marketing content, and new ways to engage attendees during events and beyond. To discuss this topic, we're joined by Vimal Gungadin, CEO of event technology platform GiveMe. Vimal, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Andrea. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about Project Spark and how that came about. Towards the end of last year, when ChatGPT was all rage, taking over the media by storm, we started uh, as a company at GiveMe doing a lot of research around generative AI. And that was just clear that we're dealing with the once-in-a-lifetime transformational technology. So we decided to partner with PCMA. Because one of the things that we realize is just technology doesn't bring about change. Technology is very much an enabler. So especially within our industry, I think what's really needed also is mindset change within the mice industry or, or any other industry for that matter. So the educational piece is very important. So how do you educate people about impacts or the benefits of a certain technology? How will it better help your organization? And that's where then we decided to do this partnership with PCME as a global association specializing in the business events industry. And that's how it all started. And this is still a very new technology, of course. So how much adoption are you actually seeing at the moment? And when do you think we'll be seeing kind of a wider adoption within the industry? Look, I think this is very much like any other new technology. So the technology adoption curve here really applies. So what we are seeing at this point in time is fast adoption, but guess what? From the early adopters, right? But within the mice industry, within the meetings industry, I would say there's more late majority and laggards than other industries. I think it will take some time for uh, generative AI as a tech to really spread out there. But already within forward-looking organizations, what we're seeing that's working at this point in time is where there's the leadership driving change, where there's the leadership buying, where there's the leadership looking at digital transformation. Uh, If you look at the business events industry itself, it just came out of the pandemic. So it was an industry that was really battered. Now, post-pandemic, it's revenge travel going on. It's revenge events going on. So people are really going out there. Venues are booked out. Hotels are booked out. In fact, as an industry, what we're talking about at this point in time is manpower crunch, not enough people to get things done. So 
well, revenue is up. In many cases, margins is up. Business is up. And then you have this cool, new, shiny technology coming up. Do you really have time to spend on that? And the answer is, in many cases, no, right? So which is why, at this point in time, it's really the early adopters who are going for it, and which is what I think explains why what I term as the late majority, the laggards, there's probably more of that within the industry at this point in time. It's interesting that you say that, that it's really the idea that there's just no time with all of these revenge events going on. But actually, this technology is really positioned to save people time. So I'd, I'd love to now dive into some of the practical use cases and discuss, you know, how this technology can really transform the way that they work and how they get their work done. So... First of all, what are some innovative ways you've seen MICE professionals use this technology during the planning phase of an event? Oh, by the way, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's kind of paradoxical, isn't it? It's like you don't have time and yet there is something mm-hmm. that can save you time. But, exactly. But, but yeah. uh, so look, today what we're already seeing is generative AI in the context of mice, in the context of business events. There's lots of use cases. So planning stage itself, big use cases So uh, on the creative side of things, coming up with concepts, coming up with initial sketches, coming up with uh, concepts about even venue, seating, planning, right? Look and feel of certain ideas. So that's being used in this way. In other areas, it's really around brainstorming. For example, generative AI, one of the, in a way, areas it doesn't perform so well is uh, making up things, right? But when you're brainstorming, you want to make up things that probably don't exist. So for example, brainstorming around event concepts. What are networking formats that will work best for this particular category of people? Right? or this particular industry. So coming up with even taglines, identifying personas within a target industry. Right, And we've even seen some people really using generative AI to come up with simple things like gift ideas. You're doing a corporate event, you want to give away some gifts, and then you want to make sure the gifts are sustainable, uh, is relevant to a local audience. So then leveraging on generative AI to come up with these kind of ideas. And that performed really, really well. I understand there are also some interesting ways that you could leverage this technology during the marketing phase to really grow the reach of your event and also boost ticket sales. Could you tell us a little bit about that? So we've Spark, uh, we've been looking at uh, the adoption, how people are really using it. And by far, the biggest use case is uh, around marketing. And uh, this is where generative AI helps a lot, right? It could be for things as simple as writing press releases, depending on how you see it. But in the context of events, sometimes press releases may not be the most creative piece of work that needs to get done. It could be announcing certain sponsors. It could be announcing the venue, 
But then having AI really to help generate a very professional press release just out of some ideas, bullet points, so that performs very well. Uh, but then the next thing uh, that we're seeing a lot of usage is around repurposing. So repurposing of content in the context of marketing has long been talked about as something that marketers should do. Like, for example, you ran a conference last year, you have the recorded sessions, you should use those content from last year to promote this year's event and then to boost your ticket sales, right? So one of the ways that could be done is to, to use bits and pieces of the videos or to repurpose some of the content into blog posts or to repurpose some of the content into social media on LinkedIn, X threads, right? And this is where then generative AI can be leveraged to get the very first draft of that done for you. And then the other thing is personalizing campaigns for a group of people based on their persona, the segment that you fit them in, or even based on the channels where you're looking at promoting this content. Having a marketer mm -hmm. purposing the same piece of content for different segments, five different segments, five different personas, is a tedious task, but you get that done within a few seconds with generative AI. Wow. If you think about it, normally... With a simple press release, let's say, you might spend, you know, a whole morning working on that. But actually, if you're using these tools, you can really get a, a first initial draft in like seconds. So, I mean, if, you, if you're talking about time saving, that's really a great example of time saving. So look, we've went ahead to try to quantify that as well by working with uh, some people. So if I look back at the repurposing of content, if you have a 30 minutes video, And then you need to repurpose that into a blog post for marketing purposes. So this is a job that some marketers have already been doing in the past. They would typically take around three hours to get that done, right? So now, let's say leveraging on generative AI to get a video transcribed and then get a, uh, a blog post, that can be done very fast within a matter of a few minutes. But bear in mind that this is the first draft only. So as a marketer now, your role changes to, to become more of that of an editor. So you don't get it done really within two minutes, five minutes, right? You still need an hour to get that done. But what has really happened in the bigger scheme of things is that a three-hour job now can be done in one hour. That's a 66% productivity gain. Oh, wow. That's, that's a great way to put it into perspective. Also, I really like that you emphasize it's the first draft. You still really need to spend time on it. It's more like a facilitator rather than getting your job done. So you still need that human component there in there. Yeah, I guess lots of the fear that people had uh, initially around uh, AI, AI is going to take over our job. Let's fight that. I think that's kind of settling down now because people are kind of realizing that, no, this is becoming more of a helper tool more than anything else. So as the saying goes, AI is not going to be replacing your job, but somebody using AI will replace your job. Exactly. That's a great point. And, you know, I'm loving this inspiration that we're getting with these different use cases. So I'm wondering now, during the actual event, Are there some ways that you could use generative AI to maybe engage attendees or potentially boost revenue in other ways? Yeah, I think so. And again, I think we're going to be seeing the 
comeback of many old ideas. What generative AI is really enabling, and then especially in the shape and form that it is right now, is it's democratizing the use of AI. It's bringing down the cost of AI. APIs are available now so that you don't necessarily need to have the best of the breed of data scientists for you to embark on an AI project. So that's really the transformative power. So when I say the comeback of some of the old ideas, so one of which I think is going to come back big time is there used to be a time where chatbots were going to be the next big thing. And then that never happened. Because when people started configuring these chatbots, oh my gosh, that was just such a pain. And when people were using the chatbots, it will perform well on the questions that uh, you're expected to ask. But we are humans. We ask it in the way that Mm -hmm. we want. And then once you go off the path, and then that's it. You, You literally know you're dealing with a machine. You're dealing with a robot here that doesn't understand anything. So it brings more frustration rather than uh, anything else. And this has changed. With generative AI now, I think we're going to be seeing the rise of chatbots again, but then performing at a way different level, like the true meaning of a digital concierge. So you can imagine that in the context of an uh, event. Now, having your concierge around where you can ask things about the event. How do I get to the venue? What are the sessions that will be relevant to me? So having that personalized journey, who are the exhibitors that I need to visit? How do I get from here to there? And hey, I'm in Singapore. Uh, I've traveled here. Is there any place uh, that I can go running in the morning? right? Going beyond the event. Is there any restaurant I can bring my business partners to? So that has the potential to answer these kind of questions that are within the event, but also beyond the event. And looking for monetization uh, opportunities here, there's plenty of opportunity to drive traffic, for example, uh, to get people to network better. People to people matching will be made uh, much easier. Recommending people to the relevant sessions, the relevant content they need to consume, the relevant businesses or exhibitors they should be meeting. I think we're going to be going through that era where lots of these ideas are going to be made much easier, much simpler, much faster to deploy, and much cheaper. Absolutely. You know, I was reading a use case the other day of a a careers event where they were using the tool to basically review people's CVs and then matching them up with recruiters based in the event. I mean, that really facilitates so much more interaction, which is really at the heart of what you want to do at an event, not just have people attend, but have people meet and interact with each other. Yeah. And and you know what? We're going to be seeing the usage of data. So especially in the mice industry, we've been talking a lot about like data for a long time, but many companies have just been acquiring data, have been doing registration, getting the profiles of their attendees, asking them questions, hey, what's your preference? Like, what's your goals for coming uh, to this event? And people will be typing in responses. 
and you have 10 people, you can manage that 100 people, you have 1,000 people coming in uh, with all these responses, you have 10,000 people coming in, uh, it becomes really a pain to, to make sense out of that. And again, this is where generative AI excels big time to make sense out of data, to extract sentiments, to extract uh, topics, to do idea clustering, and then to really give insights. Do you think maybe you could share some tips and tools and ways that mice professionals who are listening to this podcast and very inspired to start using this technology, how can they actually practically get started? So I'll give you a story. So we ran a workshop. We invited some senior leaders within the mice industry. They were all broken down into different groups, different tables. And then in one of the table, there was a group of students. So we said, hey, why, why don't students come in here? Then they can listen in and then they can learn something and then they can go home. And, it, and the topic was really around generative AI. As we went along, we started doing some sharing. And then we started getting the students to share. And they suddenly became the stars of the whole show. And they were just going on with the whole bunch of tools that they are already using uh, to make things even better. And I think that's the spirit that we need, actually. Like to start with that fearlessness of trying something new. There's a whole bunch of tools out there that you can already use. And many people are probably already using some of them without necessarily realizing. Like, for example, you do a meeting these days on Google Meet, you can get that transcribed. So once that gets transcribed, if you're using a tool like Notion, uh, I love the tool. Uh, there's built-in generative AI in there where you can then summarize your meetings. So our project managers internally use that to transcribe meetings and then get that summarized, get minutes of meeting generated. Auto AI is another fantastic one. I'm not mentioning ChatGPT. That's just way too popular. A great tool. But the other one that is one of my personal favorites is Bing, Bing Chat, actually. I use it on an almost daily basis for casual things that uh, I want to do, like to summarize the news. So you can do it to generate ideas. So a very handy tool. And then perhaps maybe the best of all, especially for the industry, is uh, Spark, right? It's really a tool being built specifically for relevant use cases for the industry and then giving the assurance of uh, data protection, security, and by the way, people can get started for free. So, so to me, it's come to a point where there's plenty of tools out there. There's no reason why anybody should not give them a try. Have the spirit of experimentation, and it's a fantastic journey ahead. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Vimal, for sharing your great insights with us. And thank you to Singapore Tourism Board's T-Cube for supporting this podcast. If you are a tourism business and you'd like to learn more about how T-Cube can support you in your transformation journey, reach out to the team via the interest form. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. The show is produced by The Next Web. Music and sound engineering is by Devaldi Music. If you like this podcast, check out the other episodes on how to leverage generative AI to boost revenue, redefine the visitor experience, and how to create a generative AI strategy. I've been your host, Andrea Hack. Till the next time.